two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And I know I say it a lot. I think I say it every time, but this is a really special show. It's another first. Uh, this show is actually going to be co-hosted by our good friends, Matt and Amelia. And the name of this show, and they're hopefully going to be coming back on a somewhat regular basis to, to clue us in, it's going to be called Matt and Amelia Fix Everything. And before I introduce them, uh, and the and the, the crowd here is uh, packed, sold out. They they are really excited about this. Um, I just want to kind of set the, the backdrop a little bit. Owning a home is uh, quite an accomplishment, but it can be a total pain in the ass too. And there's always something to fix. And it just seems like no matter how much work you put into it, there's twice as much work that still needs to be done. <clears throat> and these brave uh, souls, Matt and Amelia, uh, they took um, the very substantial leap of purchasing a home for the first time as adults, uh, as normal American adults, and they bought a house. And um, this <laughs> podcast, uh, Matt and Amelia Fix Everything, is basically going to be them going through uh, kind of like a diary, a nightmare diary, if you will, of all the things that can go wrong with a house, all the things you find out after you buy the house. And luckily for both of them, you know, A, Matt's really handy and Amelia is a hard worker. Um, and that combination will get you through pretty much anything if you have to fix something around the house. So they're a great team. So please, without any further ado, you guys get the idea. Please welcome Matt and Amelia. Thank you. Thank you, Ethan. We're so glad to be here. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, So you guys have been in this new home for, what, five months, six months? So we moved in in July July or August. Yeah, so about about six months. Yeah, six months. And, you know, for the we get get people to listen to the show from all over the world. So for those who are not familiar with the real estate market in New England, it's out of control uh, and it got recently really out of control to the point where, you know, things were 60% higher than they were, um, just way, way over what's normal. And you guys did a really good job because I feel like you got a tremendous value for your dollar. Uh, you got it in upcoming t- up and coming town that will, you know, keep under the radar for right now. Um, and you knew it had some some work to be done. Um, but I'm getting the sense, and I could be wrong here, that you, you're uncovering more things that you didn't necessarily <laughs> know were baked into the equation of being a homeowner. Is that is that a factual statement? That is a fact. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that uh, this house is more than it appeared when we first bought it. Gotcha. All yeah. right. So let's just – I'm going to open up for you guys to to tell everybody what's up. So you guys can either take it from the perspective of, hey, this is, we bought this house and we knew it needed these major things – or you can take it from the perspective of this is what we've been doing the last month or like this was a huge surprise. You can take it anywhere you want, but tell these fine people, tell them all about the real, the real situation oh, of owning a home. Uh, I would just start by saying everything you just said is completely true. And at the same time, with all the nightmares that we're going to share with your viewers uh, today and in the future, it's all worth it. Right. I don't think we either of us would go back and do anything differently. We would not buy a home. We wouldn't have bought a different home. We love this place, but it certainly has uh, plenty of challenges that were um, not foreseen 
Parker. Would you think that's fair, Amelia? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I would I would start by taking us back in time a little bit <laughs> to 1984, uh, which was the year before I was born. And my parents bought a 200-year-old farmhouse in a town nearby here, which okay. just happens to be the town next door to where Amelia grew up. And that house had plenty of its own challenges. They did huge renovations to it uh, when I was very, very young. But there were a lot of things that were left undone. And I think because of that, it took a long time for my mom to really think about selling it. But it just so happens that the year after I met Amelia, uh, which would have been 2020, Mm -hmm. was the time uh, that it was time to sell. So in early 2020, um, and as COVID uh, loomed over us, Amelia bravely moved in with myself, my mother, and my stepmother, and immediately said yes to starting to help me to renovate this 200-year-old I don't think I said yes. (laughs) I had no choice in the matter. But I think that's where it all starts is kind of we fixed up pretty much that entire house and Mm -hmm. made it sellable, and that was kind of the first thing. So when we went to look for a house, we kind of felt confident in some of the skills that we have had. So right. we knew how to put on flooring, we knew how to paint ceilings, we knew how to rip out uh, 200-year-old staples in the floor, like all of these things. So when we found this house, um, we saw a few projects that we thought we could handle, mm-hmm. and we're handling them. And some cool things about the house, before we get into kind of a therapeutic way of going over everything that's going wrong, um, it's... We're the fourth owner okay. in point, point 0.44 acres on 4 Lord Street. Well, that's pretty interesting. So a lot of fours, which made me pretty excited to buy it because four is kind of the jewels number. Yep. So I pumped about that. And my birthday is on the wall in the hallway downstairs on wallpaper so there's a lot of charming oh, that's interesting and I, I say charming in quotations a lot of charming aspects to this home one of them is a very interesting wallpaper in the yeah. front hallway and there's only one there's lots of graphics as part of this wallpaper but there is one date on that wallpaper and it's repeated many times and that one date is december 11th yeah which is another person so wow. weird so I don't know how you want us to get into it, but maybe we can go over a few things that we've uncovered in the past six months. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I feel like you guys, you've put the blood, sweat and tears into this. I mean, why don't, I mean, one thing that I saw that was very, um, let, let's do a rose and a thorn. So okay. when, when I think about what you guys have done to that house and there's not enough time on this podcast to go through all of it right now. But when I think about it, it's pretty remarkable what you've done in six months. And I think personally, the most impactful room, like if you took it room by room and said, okay, here's what it looked like before. And then this is after, in my mind, in terms of uh, aesthetic appeal, what it does to the value of the home uh, and just livability. I think what you guys have done with that second bedroom is yes. is really nothing short of miraculous. Like it felt like you walked in there before and it just felt dark and heavy and like like ruggy yeah. you know what i mean it had that really crazy weird super long rug like you haven't they didn't make they don't make rugs like that anymore because they're just so yeah. gross for good reason yeah so 
but but then and then the thorn, which I think is the one that's more visceral, is the one that you just sent me the picture of uh, or the video of of your uh, your dishwasher. So pick your poison. Do you want to talk about the rose or the thorn? Oh yeah, that's a great that's uh, uh, a great one. Well, maybe let's start with that room. So one time I was out for the evening mm-hmm. and Matt was here with our brand new puppy. And shout out to Max. He was just, shout out to Max. He was just chilling with Max and he decided to um, just start. Uh, Matt, not Max, decided to. Today was the day. Okay. The carpet is done. It's going to happen. So he went upstairs and uh, completely started ripping out, out the carpet. <clears throat> yep. And so I came home and there was carpet. Um, oh wait, I gotta back you up. Yeah, go ahead. I gotta back up for a sec. It was more gruesome than that. I was just leaving that part out. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, okay. you can go for it. Oh, I'm gonna go right in on this right now. All right. This is. Yeah, I think we have. This is this is a PG-13 audience, right, Ethan? We can really get into it. Oh yeah, this. yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm here. I just got home from work. I'm here with Max, the new puppy. I'm, I am. I fed him dinner, and you know, normally you have to take him out just a few minutes after. But I'm sitting downstairs. I'm exhausted. I just want a few more minutes to myself. And I realized things are just a little bit too quiet in mm-hmm. the house. And so I'm like, where's Max? So I walk upstairs and I walk into that room. And to Amelia's point, Max had made a decision uh, that the carpet was going to go that night and just took a huge dump in the middle of the carpet. Okay? No way, Max. And so I walk in and it just reeks in that room. In the middle of the carpet, there's just a steaming pile of Max leftover right on the ground right yeah. there. So I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, well, where the hell is he? Because he's not in there. I walk into our bedroom, which is the room over at that time, and he's lying in the middle of the bed, just ripping the shreds out of my new baseball hat. Okay, so oh my this was, god, this was my my punishment. It was time for him to go out. He was a puppy. I made a mistake, but then these two things happened in a row. So I just got a little bit manic, and I'm going to kick it back over to Amelia. And so he decided to take a box cutter to the rug <laughs> and yep. completely just take the whole thing away. So he rolled it all up. And that was the process of that room. And we figured out once he took out the rug that it was actually original flooring. Yeah. Which it was awesome because it really could have been you thought it was gonna be much harder to do. Yeah. Oh, so, and it's actually good looking flooring too. Yeah. Oh my God, it's beautiful. beautiful. So yeah. it was like we had to uh, rent out a bent, uh, belt sander, yep. and, which I learned how to do. I did the whole thing myself. So I belt sanded the whole floor. And then we polyed it, matted. Yep. And then I kind of did my painting expertise. So I painted it this really cool, like, mandarin color and painted the trim white. And he put in a new sconce. And that's going to be, like, the record room. Um, and we're living in there right now while we do the green room. So that's, okay. a, that's, a, that's the rose in this. And then maybe we can describe the last week of our life so I, just, would, I would add, uh, uh, go ahead yeah, no, please matt go ahead i would just add to that i think that there's um only more impressive uh in terms of what amelia did she kind of skipped over the painting but she is an expert expert painter she the those two bedrooms i'm assuming uh this was to sell the house which is there is a theme here, which there was a lot of last minute fixes that were done to this house to sell it, which if they had just left them alone, anybody that saw the house would have seen right through it. But we've had to go back over and fix the fixes. So that bedroom and the other bedroom had the dark, the darkest, thickest, ugliest, 
cheapest colors of paint you've ever seen in your life. So if it was just the wallpaper, well, it would have been a quick primer and paint job. Ended up being like three coats of primer of like Kiehl's crazy primer, and then at least one to two coats of of paint. So she that was a labor of love. The paint in that room it looks so long. And the trim pops off. It looks fantastic, but. If you if those walls could talk, they would tell you they would thank Amelia for getting that hideous green. I don't even know what kind of green. Oh, that was the purple room. Okay, so go to the green room. Same thing. Well, hold on, now Re- really now- quick on the on the. I, I think I'm so glad you just said that, Matt, because it's exactly what I was thinking. Amelia like went so quickly through that description of what she did that she kind of undersold it. Like that wasn't just painting oh, it, a room. That was. was that was what no. happens with CIA black sites. Like the kind of, <laughs> like, there was a lot of paint that was distributed and it was like, you walk in and it was like a room to take a nap and it was like so dark and you guys put yeah. a light and you guys put back up orange, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this really pretty, like corally orange and it has, so have you been, have you seen it in life? Yeah. No. Okay, so it's the brightest room in the house now. So it somehow gets the most light out of everything. And I think it's just like the trim color and the paint color. Um, But that's where we are sleeping now. But this is another cool story, actually. We saved on getting a bed. This is kind of a side note. But we found this, uh, we found the perfect bed. It's called the Dream Cloud. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, it's apparently the best mattress. Okay. In 2021. And we really wanted it, so it was $1,600. Which is actually not bad for a mattress. Not bad. Yeah. But we were we were spending so much money on everything else, so yeah. like we cannot spend that much money on a bed. And we were just sleeping on this $200 mattress. Bobopedic. 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 Because we were, it was so bad. It was like the hardest, worst bed ever. So Not Bob's finest work. No. So... I did a little researching and I found this company that takes back mattresses after 30 days if someone doesn't want them. Okay. And I got that exact mattress for $300. Wow. (laughs) What's the name of that? What's the name of that company? So I think we're going to keep it on the down low. Okay. So let me just keep it. Fast Fast Freddy's mattresses. It, it wasn't even Fast Freddy's. Company is in quotations here. On Facebook, she found a woman and her husband that recoup these mattresses that can't go back to the companies and sell them out of, like, a <laughs> faceless strip mall in Raymond, uh, in Raymond New Hampshire. Okay? Wow. So so it was the type of thing where we were trying to buy a mace at the Cumberland Farms up the street, but they didn't sell it. They so were so nice. They were amazing. It turned out incredible, and Amelia absolutely destroyed It was the one. cleanest mattress. It was brand new. They Perfect. had it for only a few weeks. They were wonderful. And we got it for $300. So that's just sitting in the room right now. So that's, so these are some highlights of our, our experience here. Something that I think maybe Matt should talk about because he really had to deal with the brunt of this week. And Okay, like so hold the, on. I'm not done with the orange room yet. Okay. So a couple more things. So the other thing that you guys are selling short is it wasn't just like, you know, a, a carpet. Like people, when you say you ripped the carpet, people are picturing like a regular carpet. This carpet, oh, yeah, and if I describe this wrong, guys, I want you to tell me, but this is how I remember it. It, it was like, <laughs> instead of being like, um, you know, like a nice soft, it almost gave off like a greasy feel. 
it was totally, dude, it was greasy with like dog pee or something. Like it, yeah. the animals had been locked in that room and they just had peed everywhere in that room. Oh, there was it, all kinds of bad, Ebola was on that. It was Ebola, oh, the yeah. first COVID SARS one. Yeah, they it was all there. And COVID, COVID came from that room. Yeah. But and, it was kind of like a long haired dog that had like a disease in their fur. And wasn't it that the rug, the rug, like, the pieces of rug were like almost like an inch long, right? Oh, Maybe yeah. like two inches. Oh yeah, it was like a it was like a greasy shag. Carpet. It was like a burnt orange. So I, oh. there's somebody who's been on this podcast. You guys both know that had that type of carpet for a long time uh, back mm-hmm. in the '70s. Because back in the '70s, it was actually in for like probably sure. I don't know a year or two. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm betting that that carpet was put down. The one that you took up was probably put down in the 70s or oh, early yeah. 80s. I think that's right. The right. people who we bought the house from and had it for like 35 years, and they probably put that in when they moved in. Yeah. So um, I, I love the fact that it was it's that. And then on top of that, how it, this is the – sometimes the universe talks to us, and it's easy to recognize. And then there's other times where the universe is talking to us, and it's not as easy to realize what's happening. So – when Max went into that room and took a shit on that rug, that was the universe talking through Max yeah. saying, get yeah, this fucking time. rug out of your house right away. Yeah, exactly and, right. and hands, hands, hats off to you, Matt, you listened to the universe and you went <laughs> right into that room. And the other thing I love about that story is that sometimes it takes just that first jump off the deep end to get going on a project. Like, we all have projects in our head, but the, the hardest part is starting and especially yeah. a daunting bullshit product project like that, like getting that first piece of rug pulled up. That's the hardest part. So sometimes yeah. you have to just dive in, whether it's through rage that your hat's getting destroyed and the shit on the floor or whatever, you know, whatever motivates you to get that thing started is, uh, is really important. So nice job yeah. with the orange room guys. That's a great point. I think that that, you know, there, with this house right now, there's always something else that needs to be done. Either something that is, so that I think two, we talked about this earlier, there's really two sides to it. There are things that are part of our dream for this house, and then there are things that we have to fix, right? And any given day, we're going to, we're addressing one of those two things. And the fixed part sometimes takes precedent because it's a triage situation, like, you know, like that. Like there's water coming down from the kitchen ceiling. Yep, that's another great point. Or oh water coming down from the basement ceiling. Also a good point. Or uh, there's two inches of water in the basement. That's another good point. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Water is water, water. Is the theme of the fixing things in this house. Yeah. I'm sure we're not. Many of your listeners probably can relate to that who own homes, that water uh, is pervasive. And if you don't take care of it, um, it'll get everywhere. And we're yeah. just fixing a lot of shit that they didn't, they really messed up on and thought they were fixing. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I yeah. believe that based on what some of the, wasn't there like a, was it in the, uh, above the um, juice place? Uh, isn't there like a bar that was like sticking out or something weird like that up in the, oh. um, the Airbnb? The stripper pole. Oh, the yeah. stripper pole. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 That was, that was that. Where, that was the reason why we didn't go see the house at first. Was the bar? Was oh. it was this weird stripper pool with a couch and a in a dance floor? And we were just like, no thanks. Like, I'm I good. think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. so water is a water is a nightmare. So it, it seems like you've had 
um, a couple of run-ins with water, but let's talk about the one that's most recent. Uh, again, I've seen a, a video of part of it, and it was it gave me literally it gave me instant anxiety. My blood ran cold. I I had the, a stomach ache, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I can remember that feeling of like, "Holy shit!" I've got to fix this, and nobody else is going to fix it because it's my house, and I've got to figure out what's going on. So. Tell yeah. tell everybody here the audience you should see them they're all they're leaning on the front of their seats so <laughs> what exactly happened? You talking about the dishwasher? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's so funny. I wish that was the most recent thing that happened with water, but oh, now no. it's recent thing. But we're gonna stick with we'll that story that. Yeah. right now. I, lo- I like this. Yeah. So, anyways, there was a window that was broken in the basement, and so a million. And this had been just on a list for a while. I think we taped the trash bag to it or something like that for a quick fix to keep the cold out. But um, we went down last week and we were down in the basement. We had a piece of plexiglass that we had cut and some silicone and we were putting it up uh, on the window. And all of a sudden, both of us realized that we were getting wet and Mm. we were inside the house. And so we looked up and from our kitchen floor above, there was just a steady stream of water just pouring down onto our heads. Yeah. So we realized very quickly that, you know, you fix one thing and you open up another, right? So we realized we fixed the window, but we now realize we had another problem. So uh, not freaked out <laughs> and ran upstairs and instantly was like, we're ripping out this fucking dishwasher. And I was like, okay, okay, wait. There's a theme here. Maybe we should just think about this first. <laughs> <laughs> when he wants something done, he'll just do it. So we're standing there and so he decides, to get a handsaw and saw out part of our kitchen sink, the bottom of the kitchen sink, like you open it up and all the drains are there and everything. Yep. So he starts drilling. Reciprocating. Yeah. So he starts drilling and cuts a huge hole in it to see if the floor is wet underneath. And it's not. So it's obviously the dishwasher. Yep. And so. Which, by the way, that's great news, actually. Great yeah, news. Yeah. Honestly, it's great news all around. So I had never taken out a dishwasher. I don't think he's ever taken out a dishwasher. No. And so we start just unhooking all the pieces. And I'm trying to pull it, but we're pulling up the floor by accident. Do you want to say something? No, go ahead. And so we're just constantly like ripping out. And, and I thought Matt was going to just break the countertop. And just yank it out at that point because it was so frustrating. So we had to take out part of the flooring, um, which we ended up finding the old, old flooring, which was this really cool 1970s, um, like, checkerboard. Tile. Tile. Wow. Yep. And it's so dope. So we did consider for a second ripping out all the flooring right then and there and restoring that. But then we chilled out and finished this project. So we take out a piece and then finally we like, we had to obviously unhook like the copper intake pipe and the other, uh, the other pipe leading. And it was just, that pipe was like literally all mold inside. Mm. All like disgusting mold. So we've, we, been, we've been worried about this dishwasher since we moved. Day one. We had a feeling. So we yank it out finally mm-hmm. and it's just like, soaked before oh my god yeah. and well it was dripping through down yeah so, so that's subfloor and three layers of floor so on brand with matt he gets 
hay hammer and just rips into the plywood. Like the there's like plywood before the regular flooring. Yeah. And thankfully, it actually didn't like I thought it was going to be kind of like softwood at that point. Um, it wasn't. Okay, so it was recent. Whatever happened just happened. In the last. I don't know. Yeah, we actually got very fortunate. You know, this is another thing, Ethan, I think back to the universe sending you messages is, you know, we finally decided to fix this window. If we hadn't gone down to fix that yeah. window, I don't think we ever, we, ever, we never would have. It was the, the leak was literally directly above the one window in the basement that we had to fix. Wow. So I think there was, there's something there, right? Yeah. And it couldn't have been happening for that long because the wood below the subfloor is pretty much salvageable. So I think that, um, <laughs> But now there's a big gap in our countertop and a recycle bin sitting under there with recycling in it. So we're, we've been doing some hand washing this past week. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, nice job. Um, secondly, I have to say this as a concerned um, friend. Please, both of you, so, no yeah. joke, be careful with electricity. You guys are both. Oh, yeah. oh because, no, I know. I mean, because that – that's something where you can make like you can make a mistake if you're fixing a window or if you're painting and you might get paint someplace else but if you make a, a mistake with you know the amount of voltage that's going through that shit like that's that's a game changer that's a showstopper Thank God. okay so like it is a showstopper matt is has gotten much better at this he shut off all of the electricity before we did it smart so so we basically this this dishwasher. I thought it was going to be plugged in somewhere, but it wasn't. It was hardwired. Wow, um, was it really? Yeah, yeah. It was hardwired in, and you can see down in the basement where it hits the junction box. There's no plug. So we we pulled the dishwasher about a, about a foot, then realized we weren't going to be able to unplug anything. So we killed all power to that side of the house before we actually took a saw and cut through. What the, the fuck? I know. As a concerned friend, you and, should know that. And we, uh, and then we threw a, an electrical cap on it with some, with some electrical tape. It's in the base right now, all sealed up. But we, yeah, you guys Amelia, are fucking barbarians. <laughs> we, uh, Amelia, to her credit, has stopped me from pretending I was an amateur electrician a couple. Thank of times. Thank you. He I, wanted to put yeah. in a. New, he wanted to put in uh, a new outlet. Yeah. And I was like, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Like I, there's already been a fire in the attic from some owner beforehand that they lied to us about. Right. And so we don't need to mess around with 1910 electricity right now. Like, no, I know she was right. Yeah. So then let's, let's take this to the next uh, chapter in the story of, of the dishwasher. So are you replacing it or was it just a, a, a valve that had become loose? Like what happened? Oh yeah, that dishwasher is sitting in the graveyard at the dump right now. Yeah, Gone. yeah, it, yeah, it already. I mean, I mean, grateful that they left us a dishwasher. I'm not going to sit here. It's and, always sucks. But it has sucked the whole time. Uh, and, and it so, smells. And weird. it smells. And honestly, it's you know, it's worth a few hundred bucks for us. So we are going to replace it. Uh, you know, but I think one, we want to um, secure the subfloor before we do that, and two, you know, join, you know, get on the list. Right, like it's yeah, of it's work and expenses. List. It's on the list now, but it's definitely not at the top. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, because the thing is, dishwashers are nice to have, but they're not a need to have. You know, no. exactly. And I mean, you know, yesterday morning, Amelia, you know, we had that warm day yesterday, 
And Amelia happened to go out of the basement for something, came back up and basically looked at me in her brave self and had to tell me that there was an inch of water in the basement from the melt of the snow. Just literally like, billowing in from so, the wall. Again, do we need a dishwasher? No, we need a we need a positive grade on the outside of our house, and we have to seal up the repoint the mortar in the basement. So we got bigger fish to fry, and that was just yesterday. Yeah, and that was just yesterday. Okay, so that's oh, actually I, I that's a good place to like frame a future story. So you're going to have to grade the entire surrounding where the house touches the ground, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. And then you're going to have to basically make sure that the aqueduct that's supposed to take that water away is working and that everything that should be sealed up from a mortar perspective is. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So we've been watching some YouTube videos, which is a constant theme through all of this. And yeah. I think we're going to put some window well. So the, right now the, the soil, you know, comes to the bottom of these basement windows and we really don't have a lot of room to grade them. So we're going to put some metal window wells around them. We're going to bring in some soil from a contractor in Elliott. Uh, regrade essentially the entire house because there's a negative grade around the whole house. Um, uh, and then we'll have to go, I guess what it's called is re-pointing. So essentially we'll have to remove loose rocks from a stone foundation, mortar it, throw those rocks back in, and then throw a sealant on it. And the, the general consensus is if we do those two things, uh, we should be good. Because we had a we had a basement systems contractor come out here that was going to try to waterproof our basement it was gonna be twenty thousand dollars so we were like um no we'll, we'll just do this ourselves yeah basically. yeah i mean you're never gonna get that twenty thousand back in the sale price no never because the basement's not wet yeah no 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 basements are known no. to be wet that's kind of like the expected state of a basement yeah it's kinda not as wet yeah this this one uh um, this one's a little and again, you know, just it, I think that there's a lot of things that we would have, we still would have bought the house if they had disclosed some of this stuff. They just you know? outright lied. About yeah, it would have. We would have known that we probably should have tackled the basement earlier because, you know, from it, there's no way that last year when the snow melted, the exact same flood didn't happen, right? There's not there's not a whole new grade on the house since last year. So it's uh, it's just to all your to all your listeners out there. Be honest in your property disclosures when you sell your house. We would still have bought it. We still would have bought it. We just would have known what we were up against. That's all we're saying. Be a decent yeah. human. Yeah. That's all. And yeah. so, kind of to wrap this up, can I say the last few things? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so, well, we'll see you in a month to talk more about this and everything, yes. right? Oh, yes. So, you guys, I think listen, that, we haven't even scratched the surface here. You guys. Oh, oh no. We we, there's, a so, lot, there's a lot to talk about. Still a lot. So I just want to throw out some projects that we will be doing in the next one. So Matt is almost completely done with the new uh, shower and the bathroom downstairs. No way. Yeah. So that is something that I'd love to talk about next week, next month. And then the green room should be done next month and possibly the regrading of the house. So if we have some more warm days and there's a chimney cap coming and we may have started on the renovation of the upstairs bathroom because now that we have a downstairs bathroom, we can kind of demolish the upstairs and make it dopeified. Wow. Yeah. So and one thing we're thinking that we might, yeah. might want to, maybe we could do this for your listeners. Um, we should, would be to start some sort of a photo album so that folks can see, 
some of this work that we talk about each month. It, it, if that if that would be appealing to your list, if they write in after the show and they're dying for photos, we could probably set something up. Well, you know, it's funny because not only uh, do I think that's a great idea, but we had had uh, just recently a few people call in during the show just in the last 15 minutes, and huh. they all seem to have similar questions. And the question they want to have the answer to is, when you guys need to go and get supplies, are you going to Home Depot or Lowe's or like a local hardware store? Are you asking that for right now? Yeah, that's what the callers yeah. want to know. Okay, so I have a pretty big answer for this. Okay. Home Depot is our go-to. But we love Ace and Kittery. Yep. But it's just three times more expensive. And very far away. And very far away. Home Depot is eight, five minutes, five, six minutes from our house. And then Lowe's, one of the best Lowe's we've ever been to in Rochester, um, highly recommend. That's my answer. What's yours, Dave? I would just add to that that if we could go to Lowe's over Home Depot, we would. We would do it every day of the week just because of the corporate responsibility of those two companies and the vast differences in their outward presence and what they support. That being said, there are weekends where we go, we, we, we go back and forth six times, five times. And if we had to go 20 minutes to Rochester or five minutes to Home Depot, you know, a lot of that time we're making the decision to do Home Depot is just too much on our back right now. Yeah, we'll but, go all day. But yeah, we do. And if there was a local store, even if it was more expensive, if it was really close, we try to go there. We would go there as much as we could. There's yeah. just right around here, there's just really not. Yeah, no, that, that, I, I dig that. And and the thing with uh, Lowe's, in addition to being more socially responsible, they also train their people to actually want to help. They're so nice. Is that the truth or what? I mean, really I'm telling you, and it's always that. been this way with Home Depot. You go into Home Depot, and if you see someone wearing an orange shirt or one of those stupid fucking aprons they wear, they're going to immediately see you, and they're going to see you with a piece of paper in your hand, and they're going to know that person needs help. And they yeah. literally will turn their ass around and walk away from you. People avoid, avoid. And then if you get close, they'll pick up their walkie-talkie and they'll pretend to be on the phone with some fucking other nuthead. It's nobody's talking to anybody on the goddamn walkie-talkies. Nobody is. Oh, they're no. just trying to get out of work. Lowe's, no. you go in there and just like they actually want to help. So whatever they're doing from a training perspective is working at Lowe's and it's not working at Home Depot. This is exactly oh, what I man. It's like you were in our conversations. We like... I, the only explanation we had for it was that Home Depot had to jump, got their brand out there, and Lowe's said, how do we differentiate? And maybe they just said it's in our people um, because they are amazing. Shout out to Lowe's, everybody that works at Rochester yeah. Lowe's. You're the best. You're yeah. the best. Really. Excellent. Okay, well, you uh, you should see the crowd of people that are here. They are standing on their feet. They are losing their minds. They've got big, huge flags with your face Amelia and your face, Matt, and they've got a big, huge picture of like they've got a, a dishwasher with one of those red circles through it, like no dishwasher, bad dishwasher, <laughs> and uh, they're really into it. and And I'm very happy that you came on. I appreciate your time. And uh, uh, everybody out there, if you you want to know more about the adventures of Matt and Amelia and how they're going to fix everything, we're going to do this just about once a month, maybe once in a while, it'll be more like six weeks. Who knows? But we'll do this again. And um, Guys, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? No. I can't wait to keep telling uh, all the fun things that we're doing here. Thanks for having us, Ethan. It was great to be here. Awesome. See you guys. <laughs> all, right. all right. Bye. Later.